This is Morning Jolt with Sister Ignatia from the Sisters of St. Francis of Perpetual Adoration. Morning Jolt is a production of Spoke Street Media. Wake up! Hello. Welcome to Morning Jolt. I've never hosted before. This is really exciting. Congratulations, Sister Ignatia. Thank you. I mean, I hope that's okay, Kyle. Can I call myself a host? Am I hosting? Well, anyway, we're hosting. I have my very good friend, Sister Regina, here again. Hi, everyone. So we are um, at the Mother House, our favorite place in the world. Favorite. Favorite place. And surprise, I'm not drinking coffee. Mm. I am drinking kombucha, though. So I don't know. There's mixed feelings about kombucha out there. I'm not sure what camp you're on, but um, it's very tasty. Home brewed. Home, yeah, we have a great brewer. Yes. Shout out to Sister Cecilia Claire. Thank you very much. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> what are you drinking, Sister Regina? Oh, I've got some fresh, um, crisp, cool, two parts hydrogen, one part oxygen. Whoa. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's uh, Franciscan wine. It is. Wow. Classy. Everywhere. You can get it anywhere around here. (laughs) Oh, and it was hard to think of what, I mean, you and I have so many lovely conversations. I feel like we could just, (laughs) for those of you who don't know, Sister Regina and I get to share a little working space together. We do vocation work together. We've been through formation together. Yeah. What have we not done together? (laughs) Well, the interesting thing is every time there's sort of like a new beginning in my life in the convent, Sister Ignatia has been there. So when I entered as a postulant, Sister Ignatia was a second year novice and we lived together in the little St. Clair convent. Okay. After I made my first vows... I got stationed at Franciscan University in Steubenville, Holy Family Convent, and Sister Ignatia was there. And after I made perpetual vows in August, I received an assignment to be Sister Ignatia's assistant in vocation work (laughs) here at the Mother House. Can't get away. Yeah. (laughs) It's been a special ride. Um, And another grace of this year and just like I think our life in this community in general. So from December 8th, 2020 to December 8th, 2021 has been declared the year of St. Joseph. Do you remember? Uh, I mean, everyone will figure out that we love St. Joseph. Our community loves St. Joseph. You all need to love St. Joseph. That's the point. But do you remember how you reacted when you heard that? I, I kind of died. Sister I was Lois totally, died. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was the best to receive the announcement oh from her. <laughs> That's right. I know. I think she like clinked a glass, stood up like, excuse me, everyone. It's the year of St. Joseph. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, like let's just like share with everybody why he's so amazing. Why hasn't this happened before? I tried to look that up. I don't think there's been a year of St. Joseph. I don't know. But anyway, it's about time. So along with the year of St. Joseph came the document with the father's heart. With a father's heart. In Latin, it's Patris Corde. See, she has everything together. So I'm looking at <laughs> the document. She's reading. <laughs> you Great. can get your own copy for free online at the Vatican website. <laughs> I recommend it. Could you give like how the Holy Father like organized the letter, some like main things? Like Sure. 
Well, see, the special thing is this year of St. Joseph is the 150th anniversary of the proclamation of St. Joseph as patron of the Universal Church. So we like to celebrate anniversaries in the church. We like to celebrate feasts, and we like to remember all the great things that have happened in our history. And this is one of them. So I think it's just now is the time for St. Joseph. And Pope Francis starts out by just kind of covering you know, how St. Joseph appears in the gospel, how we don't receive a whole lot of details about him. But Pope Francis finds that it's quite sufficient uh, information to develop a lot of these beautiful meditations on him as a father. Pope Francis has different sections in this document describing St. Joseph as a beloved father, a tender and loving father, an accepting father, a creatively courageous father, and a working father, as well as a father in the shadows. So I was really impressed at uh, just the fruit of Pope Francis's prayer and his own love and devotion to St. Joseph and that he was willing to share all this with us to help us grow in our relationship with him and in our living out of the gospel, which St. Joseph did and might be easy for us to miss it when we're reading the gospels, but this really highlights a lot of his um, virtue for us. Were there like some of those titles that like stuck out to you that were like really just had mm. some of those like Holy Spirit, mm, you mm. know? Yeah, so many of them. I know I underlined it and then I highlighted. So it's <laughs> well loved already. But uh, a tender and loving father, one of the things that stuck out to me under this category was um, Pope Francis quotes the book of the prophet Hosea. And he says that as the Lord had done with Israel, so Joseph did with Jesus. He taught him to walk, taking him by the hand. He was for him like a father who raises an infant to his cheeks, bending down to him and feeding him. This is from, if you want to look it up in the scriptures, it's Hosea chapter 11, verses 3 to 4 that he's referencing here. And I just think that's such a beautiful image of a tender and loving father. And to think of Jesus as a little boy receiving this affection from St. Joseph and learning from him and being fed by him, which it also magnifies the humility of God that he would become a little child for us and be dependent upon us. Mm. And the title accepting father stuck out to me. What is he Mm. accepting of? I mean, I can imagine St. Joseph accepts the will of God. He accepts um, Our Lady as a spouse, he accepts all these things. But like, what is? Yeah, what's he getting at? Yes. Well, you got that. You nailed that because Pope Whoa. Francis also touches on how Joseph accepted Mary unconditionally and trusted the angel's words, um, even though he couldn't see the big picture. He accepted the circumstances of his life. And Pope Francis said, you know, oftentimes things happen in our lives, and we don't understand why. What is the meaning of this? And often we react with disappointment or rebellion. But Joseph set aside his own ideas in order to accept the course of events and, mysterious as they seemed, to embrace them, take responsibility for them, and make them part of his own history. Um, I think just the way that he accepted all of the dangers that the Holy Family was put in, really the misunderstandings, The Lord spoke to him four times in various dreams and, you know, asked him to do these things, and he just did it. He probably had plans of what he wanted his marriage and his life with Our Lady to be like, but who knows, you know, 
what that was like for him to just kind of accept God's will as it came and um, be responsible. And what what can I do? You know, he sees what is God doing? What can I do in response? Yeah. That idea of like responsibility with obedience, because I think we look at the saints, probably especially like Our Lady and St. Joseph, you know, they're like told, quote, spelled out in a dream or by an angel. This is the will of God. And then they just like go out, they just do it as if it's not a big deal. And then when we are walking around in our life and saying like, I think the Lord wants me to do this. And it's like drudgery and difficult and like, oh my gosh, like the will of God is so like difficult. And why is he asking me to do this and blah, 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 blah. And we forget like, yeah, the idea that St. Joseph like took responsibility for like what was told to him. So like, how has that like helped living of obedience or like, what do you think? I don't know. Yeah, even like young people, maybe St. Joseph could be more of like a a patron or an intercessor for them. Mm-hmm. It's like going through life. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think a big word there is obedience. There's also a line in here when Pope Francis says that obedience made it possible for him to surmount his difficulties. That really stuck out to me mm-hmm. because as a religious and taking a vow of obedience, it's a part of our life from day to day, moment to moment. And um, I think it's just become, sometimes it is difficult to accept things, but with the vow of obedience, we can be certain that we're carrying out God's will. So it does free us. And it is difficult sometimes not to still try to control things and wonder why. But I think what we learn, especially from our older sisters and from the examples of the saints, is if we just would wait and we can kind of see God's plan come to fruition. We're not going to understand everything in the moment, but if we are obedient and we can really trust in the Lord's plan, then in time, perhaps it will make more sense to us. Waiting. Wow. You you all can't see like the smirk on our faces when we hear that word because I think we probably remind each other of that quite often. <laughs> it always works out. It's going to be okay. You're going to see. You're going to see. Um, so, Sister Regina, like, what do you hope to see as a fruit from like this special renewed devotion to Saint Joseph? Um, I'm hoping that throughout the church and the world, this year of Saint Joseph can bring about a strengthening of fatherhood. St. Joseph's role as a father and provider and protector of his family is an excellent role model for all men. And there's really a need for men to be strengthened in their role as fathers and um, being loving and attentive and contributing to the growth of their children and participating in their lives and helping them to become uh, independent, happy, holy individuals in our world. And I would also hope to see that people in various uh, walks of life, no matter what is their vocation or what kind of work they do or whose lives it is they touch, that they would know that their work, their life can be a very important contribution at the service of the entire plan of salvation. Just as St. Joseph, although he was quite hidden and overlooked, played an incomparable role in the history of salvation as uh, protector of Our Lady and foster father of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And what might you say to like people who are listening or you know other people in the church who might not have, like read all those titles of St. Joseph as father and be like, okay, well, that's great that St. Joseph is those things, but 
yeah, I don't have a father like that. So like, what could this mean for them? Well, they may not have an earthly father like that, but we know that we all have one father in heaven and we are adopted children by our baptism. And so I would encourage anyone who feels maybe the lack or an emptiness when it comes to having this kind of an earthly father to just open your heart to our heavenly father and especially open the scriptures. You know, I was very touched this year on the solemnity of Mary, mother of God. We read, always reread from St. Paul's letter to the Galatians and it's chapter four. And he talks about how we have been adopted. We are children. We're no longer slaves. And as proof that we are sons, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts to cry, to teach us to cry out, Abba, Father. So I would say pray to the Holy Spirit and ask him to help put you in touch with the Father, like on that intimate level. And whatever it is that you're seeking or desiring, let him provide that for you. Yeah, he is able. And St. Joseph as well, like if you want to see a human person who was, you know, the perfect father, like he had the father's heart to love Jesus, but he was a man as well. Uh, Now he's glorified in heaven and he's more than willing to be your foster father because uh, you're a member of the body of Christ and he is foster father of Christ. So he's loving you too. And Ask him to be a father to you as well. And as specific as you can be and what you're looking for, probably the more likely you'll see how he is able and uh, happy to provide for you in that way. Any uh, quick suggestions of like, I'm somebody who's like, doesn't really know much about a devotion to St. Joseph or like, mm. where, where should I go? What, if yeah. there's something to read, pray with? Yes, there is an excellent book that, is so full of insights on the life and person of St. Joseph. Um, it was by, it's by Father Donald Calloway and our community read it together last year and we did this consecration to St. Joseph. It's just, I mean, amazing. Every day, there's like a 33-day consecration. So if any of you are familiar with like the uh, Father Gately books, 33 days to this and that, this one is a similar structure. There's like a daily uh, reflection on St. Joseph and his titles in his litany, but there's so many like writings and meditations from these saints who were really graced with these inspirations and insights into his life. I think that would really assist someone to feel near to St. Joseph and um, yeah, just like really to develop a relationship with him. Mm. Thanks for sharing. I feel like we have more to say. Don't you? Oh, yes. I think we can we can keep talking <laughs> can about keep Joseph talking. for quite some time. So maybe we'll maybe we'll do that. But I guess uh, at least for now, like um would you mind um like maybe closing us with like a quick prayer? Sure. At the end of the document by Pope Francis, there is a prayer that I'm sure just came right from our Holy Father's heart. So let's pray this together. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hail, guardian of the Redeemer, spouse of the Blessed Virgin Mary, to you God entrusted his only Son. In you Mary placed her trust. With you Christ became man. Blessed Joseph, to us too, show yourself a father. 
and guide us in the path of life. Obtain for us grace, mercy, and courage, and defend us from every evil. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Sister Regina, it's been so wonderful. It has been wonderful. It feels like we just started and I we're know. already closing. <laughs> well, thank you again. And I'm sure we'll we'll find something else to talk about. I'm I sure. think so. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Well, thanks. I hope you like Religious Life as much as I do. If you have any questions, comments, or prayer requests, contact us at our website, ssfpa.org. He leads, I follow. This show is a production of the Spoke Street Media Podcast Network. For more great podcasts, visit spokestreet.com.